And that is the absolute last time I let Tyler in the Dominican go down the beach by himself and not know where he's going to try to get back to the room at 1 a.m. I thought that boy was going to float away in the ocean. He, he, he That's why he's not here today. He's, he's, he's somewhere out there in Dominican trying to swim back right now. I don't know what happened. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, it's good to see you guys again. You have the true hosts of the ZZP Power Hour. The other small guy decided that he was, you know, gonna gonna come try to come back, as my story said, or be sick today. So you got today, Ryan D at ZZP. Tim at ZZP. Boosted Beak at ZZP. T Spain. Bosey. We got that Bosey here, guys. This episode 151. And we are just kind of hanging out today. The boys are back in town. We're back from vacation. We all kind of took a little vacay last week. Try to recoup ourselves, get ready for the year. Uh, thank you guys for your patience as far as getting us back on, you know, for tunes and customer service and callbacks and all that. We've been doing our best. And we really appreciate your patience. It's still a week and I'm still stressed about it. We haven't fully caught up, but we're, we're, we're working at I it. I haven't had too many people be too angry. Oh, I've, I've, I've had we, two, two we've had people, a few but, yeah. we've had a few Couple you haven't answered me in a day or two <sighs> i think oh people are just spoiled like they don't realize that like you don't get faster response time than ZZP. oh my goodness no like i'm telling i'm telling you mfers like seriously <laughs> going like, off, like, so we're, like to, like to people point, do not get it if I email, like, I've had a lot of European vehicles, and I've, and like, one of the places I've got is Eurocharged. I will email them and not get a response back ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it just goes into the nether. Like, we respond to people, like, same day. I More respond sense. to people within the hour. Like, it's. Tim, it, T Spain uh, had a, we were dealing with an LS shop that uh, had a 3,800 in there. For whatever reason, they're like, I don't know what to do. And T-Spain gave him a heads up. Hey, it might be a little bit before we get back to you. And he's like, oh, two weeks? And T-Spain's like, like, like no, two days, bro. Minutes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's all it is. I swear, some of our customers think that we're like an elevator where you just tap the button faster and faster by sending more emails where to get to you sooner. No, the opposite. My opposite. Yeah, because, I mean, all that does is usually put you back up at the yeah. top. Yeah. So, yeah. we said it before, and I actually had to give the email today. Had a guy that had an issue, but then he said, no response. You're really not going to respond? No response. Like, hey man, you just put yourself back. I would have responded to you sooner, but I wasn't able to. Yeah, I, our our email um will take every time you email, it groups the emails up. And like it's kind of a pain. Like I like the idea behind it, but it doesn't really work that great because you lose emails. Yeah. Like sometimes. I'll just miss like an older email because it groups them up and I don't notice that there's four emails there. One so, one other thing we run into a lot too is maybe you reach out to us with like a, a problem. Like you got a problem and it's Thursday afternoon. Well, maybe Ryan and customer service needs to check with four other people within the company mm -hmm. on how we need to address this, how we want to help you, what we need to implement with our, you know, other parts going out. And so it might take the rest of the day thursday and then into friday before we we formulate a proper response to you on how we want to yep. tackle the situation so the, if you're not getting a reply it doesn't mean that we're just not going to reply it's probably because we're working on it or you know Z in one way or another yeah. zz performance does not ignore customers we never no. have we never will so we appreciate you guys patience overall i just i messaged boost labs about something i sent them an email and i waited four and a half weeks and then I got a very short response. 
Which is fine, but that's how every company mm-hmm. I've that's emailed in the past. I usually get it takes weeks upon weeks for replies. I sent so. out a steering wheel to a steering wheel company to oh, have yeah. it rewrapped in October. Yeah. I email them once a month and I'm like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, oh, they give me some kind of update. But like, it's freaking February. Yeah. <laughs> like, am I getting my Sonic steering wheel back or am I just Probably stuck not. with this like base model base Sonic model steering, steering wheel? wheel Here forever? we go. <sighs> Boys, I know we have all had wow, it too. That has been a while. It's been yeah. a long time. <laughs> like,. Boys, it's the middle of winter. Today it's really nice today. Guys, I drove a snow car in today for some, you know, just a little bit of R&R, make sure yep. everything's good. Like, it's Sun's 52 out. degrees today. Feels good. It's, it's, I haven't driven the snowball in February since the first year I owned it. I know. <laughs> it's a, it's a crazy year for sure as far as cars and weather. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm here for it though. I if 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 Mother Nature wants to hold out like this and give us a killer head start on the season, right, let's do it. If it does mm-hmm. it, that that would be a thing. But let, let's talk about it, boys. So what what do we got going on? We're gonna gonna be off the cuff today, so we're gonna be answering some you know questions in the chat, just talking about stuff, seeing what's going on as EZP, just kind of giving you guys a kind of just a look see into what we're doing here and everything like that. Like Tim, give us some insight into just just what whatever whatever's on 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 your brain right now. What what you got over here? Um. I guess I got a couple questions in there. Let's, you want to let's go knock there? out. Uh, would we be able to remote tune update without having your whole tune reflashed? Um, it, it's kind of up to the tuner. Um, I will do that for people. So it depends on the vehicle. Like, um, basically, you would pull your tune off. You first, first. Let's get this in the right order. First, you make the scan. So you've been driving the car for months, years, whatever. You do a nice scan, and then you save that scan. And then you pull the file off the car, which I shouldn't use that term. I should say you make a copy of the file off, off the uh, ECM. And then you send that to us. And then I can use the scan with all your saved fuel trims and everything. And then I can make whatever tweaks are, are necessary for whatever new mods or if you just want it touched up. So, yes, we can do that, but it's kind of up to the tuner. Um, I, I can't speak for Bo or, or Matt or it doesn't Tyler. doesn't work for me. I I don't know if I've ever touched up somebody else's tune. I normally just, I think, you know, without trying to brag, our 3800 PCM tune is the best out there. And if you're not on it, there's no reason not to be. So if you don't have, if you don't start with our 1.0 tune, then I think you're doing it wrong anyway. So (laughs) I can't argue with that. If if I I can jump in too, there does, from a customer service side, there does tend to be a little bit of muddy water when we do that Mm -hmm. as well. Because... I'll, we'll do what we know is right in the tune, and then you have oh, say I'm, and then you'll go out and tell your friends I'm tuned by. In this case, Sebastian's David performed wrong. By the way, I didn't know he retired. I assume from, retired from tuning. Uh, I don't know if he's still selling parts, so that's interesting. But if you say if you say yeah, I'm tuned by Dave, you know from from P Works, then all of a sudden the time we met, if we put you know say you have a ZZP tune is not there, and then if there's an issue, also the same thing happens. Like oh well. Ever since this, or yeah. the two things mesh in incorrectly, like it's better to go with when you have. And I learned this early in my from my mentor when I was getting into cars. Say too many hands in a cookie jar leads to no one getting a cookie. Like if you have too many different tuners touching and looking at the tune, like some of our three hundred customers, not calling him out. Love you guy. Um, you have too many different tuners doing too many different things. It's worse than just sticking with one tuner doing the exact one thing you need to do. And we're the best. This is why we do this. We we have we are the best in all of our markets, and we do the best tunes for them. So it's one of those things. Um, I saw Mr. Sperry in there talking about a 
my tuning. Thank you for the little shout out there. There we go. And uh, then Brandon, uh, I love that GS so far. Um, I, I got hmm. a, I picked up a 14 Regal. We needed a stock LTG car for a bunch of testing, and there was a couple uh, LTG front wheel drive, all wheel drive parts that we didn't offer yet. So I was like, you know, let's let's just it's a win win, right? I could use a nicer daily driver. My Sonic turned into too much of a race car, so I didn't want a winner beater it any, anymore. <laughs> yeah. Working here every day. That's how that happened. Pretty much. Yeah, my Sonic got too nice, got too fast, too modified, and I'm like, ah, I yeah. I'll get something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to, we're going to develop a colder intake for the LTG Regal and hopefully Malibu. I'm, I'm hoping that the the engine bays will be similar to where maybe we can make it fit both. We'll see. Um, and then an intercooler kit for the Regal as well. Cause we have a, we have an intercooler kit for the LHU Regal, but not the LTG Regal. So develop a couple of those parts. And then I get a nice comfortable car to drive. Okay. (laughs) And then, you know, we're still working on our LTG engine testing. So I have a stock LTG engine car to play with. Yeah. So, hey, so I want to say, John Simon, Envy coming for the one eight EcoTech. So we've had this question a lot, guys, and this mm-hmm. is this goes this can cover a lot of different things. This covers the one point eight. This covers the LFX customers that are asking. This covers quite a bit, quite a few things. Unfortunately, while we would love to make mods for every car that we possibly comes to our doorstep, we cannot do that. Because it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of employee time, and a lot of yeah. money to develop anything for a market. That being said, we also need to have the owners actually purchase stuff. With the 1.8, you, we tried with you guys. We tried. We put out a turbo kit and said, hey, if you guys will go in with us for a group buy, four or five of you, we'll make a turbo kit. When it time came to you know, actually pay up, no one did. So that got dropped. We had headers and a downpipe for the car. We had we had to discontinue because no one was buying them. Yeah. So unfortunately, 1.8 guys, not nothing in the pipeline. But who knows in the future? Who know, anything can happen in the future. Uh, honestly, right now, um, most of our R and D is just we we really don't have enough R and D guys, and that is probably I'm, I guess I'm going to say it like the hardest position to hire for. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, I can hire welders. Yeah. Like, we can find welders, but um, an actual fab guy that's, like, good and can make something, um, like, producible affordably, Yeah. that's tough. Well, well it's, it's the problem solvers, too. Yes. Yeah. It's, we, it's, have, we need I mean, you want to, yeah, there's a lot of fabrication involved, but it's just a lot of problem solving, a lot of just figuring out things that don't work or why they don't work or how we can make them better. And just, you know, I think in the R and D world around here, you might work four days on a project and maybe be maybe. further behind where you were Monday. Yeah. Very but true. you know, in the grand scheme of things, it is closer to our goal in some way in form or fashion. It's, it's, you know, it's a group effort usually bringing everybody together and just working through problems and overcoming obstacles of the how these cars make power or why we got so much damn back pressure on a one four or (laughs) (laughs) why ltgs just love to knock and well it's also too there is when we bring when we bring new people here i think tim you can attest as being here the longest when you it's it's kind of a culture shock to people who have been in other automotive industries a lot of the time because we do things a very different way than everybody and that's why we are as successful as we are because we do things and it's a culture shock for a lot of people because they they want to they have an idea of oh I do this I do this I do this I do this and we're like no keep going with it 
you know, why, you know, like, and then as you make a, a product that's makes sense, it's easy to work and it works, well, you know, responsibly. Unfortunately, we're stuck in a working on platforms that people aren't willing to spend honest money for parts. Yes. Yeah. Let's be real. Like yeah. buy an Audi, buy a BMW, buy a Mercedes. If you want a cat back for that, that's $2,000, $3,000. At minimum. Uh, like... Like our customers aren't going to spend that money. Yeah. So we have to find a happy medium of making something affordable mm-hmm. that people will buy. Correct. And that's kind of, it's tough, that's but very it's tough. unique. Yeah. Because there's not very many other companies out there that sell parts for, for the prices that we sell parts for. Yeah. So, and that's what we, we, we are trying to pass the savings on to you guys through all these things because, you know, we, we know that, you know, it's hard out here right now. The groceries are expensive, you know, living is expensive and we want you guys to enjoy the sport like that we have, you know, as much as possible. But fortunately, you know, we get we have to run a business too. You know, we have yeah. to make sure that we have people here that want to get paid and want to provide oh, yeah. for their own families and everything too. So there there there's definitely a balance. Lots um, of uh Gen two cruise big turbo stuff coming, boys. Yeah. Real yeah. close. Mm-hmm. I'd say closer than anything we're working on. So, yeah, Preston. Like, Gen two we, loves got, big turbos. Yeah, we've got a, a Z04 like in the works. Basically, I don't want to. I shouldn't call it that because I don't know if that's what we're going to call it. But we've got a larger turbo in the works for the uh, Gen two cruise, mm-hmm. and then we have a larger one that we ordered a couple in f- to be the next larger turbo. So the Gen two cruise is almost like pulling ahead of the gen one cruise in sonic right now like we only have a, a v3 in a in a z04 for the uh gen one. gen one but like we already need the next step and gen like two. the gen two is kind of gonna come out ahead of the gen one so you know be patient with us but we're we're working on a larger turbo for the uh gen ones as well oh so i like this thing this is just some because since we're tanging off on random things i'm gonna uh, grab hagen's uh, he said the eyeball car builds that shouldn't be built are always better than the same builds over and over again, like BMW 335s. To an extent, yeah, I do agree. Yes, I agree. To an extent, I disagree. Like there is something very cool about doing something that's oddball. However, with oddball cars come oddball problems. Yeah. Like yeah. with, for instance, we 30 in the 3800 world. Instead of uh, a guy was like, "Hey, I have two cars. I'm looking at which one should I go with?" He said, "I'm gonna look at an old 88." I'm looking at a Grand Prix. I told the customer in email, I said, hey man, the Grand Prix 100%. The parts you get are going to be easier. You can make it your own much, much more simple. And while the Oldsmobile may be a little more unique, you're going to run into unique problems that are in the end, are they worth it like that? Not every part is going to fit that we sell for it because it's an 88 and not a Grand Prix. Exactly. None of us in ZZP have owned a, like an old ZLS or, or LSS. No. Yeah. Um, I'm sure like Bo and I would love to have an LSS, but because uh, they're really <laughs> cool, unique cars. But yeah, like, you know, we if we sold parts for I that think, car, we would sell ones of them. I think the LSS was 97 and 98 only. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. They're, they're, the build number had to be super low on those. Yeah. I yeah. haven't seen one in a long time that was worth yeah. buying. But yeah, so that very so, neat car. So I, I do li- I like unique cars when they're done right, but at the same time, yeah. I mean the same goes for when people start doing their custom engine swaps. Yeah, you know, I'm taking this engine and this transmission out of these two different cars, putting it in this other car, and then they come ask us why something's not fitting right or something's yeah. not running right. It's like, well, you're running something that wasn't supposed to be there. 
and you're mix matching the computers and the sensors and the harnesses, we can't help you. Yeah. That's like, kind of, that's for you to figure out. Yeah, unfortunately, like, yeah, like, like, like Tyler's just said here, like, you, you gotta get, when you do custom cars, you kind of deal with custom problems a little yeah. bit. Like, there is something nice about a car that just works and works well. Like, a Gurna Grand Prix or a BMW or whatever kind of popular mm-hmm. car. Like, I kind of look at it, there is a reason why they're popular to an extent. To an extent, like, but doing something different, if you can do it, mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think, uh, Buick and Scat Pack Kyle just asked a super good question, wondering about getting into a cruise, Gen 1 or Gen 2. The Gen Woo. 2 by far has the build quality over the Gen 1, and from a performance aspect, we are making Gen 1 power numbers with minimal parts. simple mods on a Gen 2. So the Gen 2 is already showing to be more power, mm-hmm. ha- have much greater power potential, be out of the world. With less mods, the fuel system seems extremely <laughs> capable. Um, the transmission's wonderful. It spools larger turbos way better than a Gen 1. Um, the the Gen 2 is definitely the way to go if you're looking the, at the getting The Gen 2 gets cruise. better gas mileage. And if you're if you're looking at the website right now and you're like, man, they don't got much for the Gen 2 cruise, that's going to change a ton. It's in coming, the boys. Year. Like, seriously. This, like, this is the year of the Gen 2. Oh, yeah. That's, Tim, you're not wrong. Tim said that mm-hmm. at, the, at the end of last year. This year's going to be a Gen 2 year. Like, yeah. It's it's a lot. If you could get the, a nice um, Gen 2 hatch, you'd be happy. The Gen 1, I would choose a Gen 2 cruise over a Gen 1 cruise. Heck yeah. Um, yep. In almost now, every aspect. There's not one where the Gen yeah. 1's better. No. The, now, when you move to the Sonic, a Gen 1 Sonic still is a cool car, and it's arguable to the Gen 2 cruise. The Gen 2 okay. cruise is more of like a, a nicer, refined um luxury more luxury car Mm -hmm. to where the gen one sonic like an rs is still sportier zippier it's so you kind of have to decide do you want more of a nicer luxury car get the gen 2 cruise if you want a more zippy sportier car probably a gen one a gen one sonic hatchback well well, honestly what's cool about the gen the sonics i actually like is they're they're roughly the same vibe just facelifted you know it's roughly everything the same yeah. Which is and they never changed throughout any year of the sign. I think it's cool and I, I think it's a great hot hatch. And yep. it's just a, a looks preference at that point, to be perfectly honest. But um, yeah, f- for right now, like um I'm still like the Gen 1 and Gen 2 performance is very, very similar. Yeah. Um, like Bo said, I mean, we are getting we are approaching Gen 1 horsepower numbers with potentially less mods. Way less mods. We haven't done valve springs yet, we haven't done cams yet. And we are approaching those wheel horsepower numbers. One of the really cool things about that Gen 2 as well is Mm -hmm. you can run full E85 with a flex fuel kit with no mods on that Gen 2. Yeah. And um, for a Gen 1, you're going to need at least fuel injectors and maybe even your FSCM unlocked with HP tuners. So um, it's just all around that Gen 2 is loving what we're doing to it. And we got a lot of parts coming in there. I would you know, even a simpler point to it, I think the parts we're designing now for the Gen 2 are better than our Gen 1 stuff that was designed a few years ago. I mean, oh, yeah. that's just what happens. Stuff, you know, everybody gets better. Yeah, yeah. Our, you know, the quality better. parts are better. The it's overall new. build quality is better. The performance yeah, is better. If you're thinking Gen 1 or Gen 2, a Gen 2 is a no-brainer besides maybe the initial price point. Yeah, I, I think overall, yeah, overall fit and finish, Gen 2 all day. Guys, I want to shout out to Ross Martin. If you guys see him in our chat, he's, as Mike just said, he's one of our talented fabricators. This guy says engine swaps are a weekend thing. This guy just put a 2J with a crazy intake manifold and a big old turbo in his BMW, like, like 2000s thing. And he's 
doing some crazy stuff. If you guys follow him on Instagram, it's a cool build. He's he been says, working on it for like six months, so I don't yeah. know what the statement about uh, engine swaps are. He had it in there in the weekend. He technically had the engine in the car there? in the weekend. It was the engine was sitting in the bay for in the weekend. He's he is he right. talks big now until he's still not at streetcar takeover. No. Oh my god, <laughs> he's Ross alone. I he's think that's the app. You that's the finish point. Take Listen, uh, I, I can't wait. Amazing. I'm gonna. I he said he told me I could drive. I'm, I'm not drive. I just want to ride in it. Yeah. Like so. I just want to hear all the noises. Well, and the this. nice thing is he. It's a four door, so he can just freaking. Oh yeah, we we're got, all going. We got Bob five deep. <laughs> we're all going. There it is. Listen, Ross. Don't let him get on you. He, he's trying right now. So hey, Slinky, don't. If you got a Gen One Sonic, like keep it. Yeah. I'm not Gen- saying the Gen Two Cruise is that much better. Like. I mean, I still don't have a Gen 2 Cruise. I've got a Gen 1 Sonic, and I love that stupid car. So, I love so, it. Yeah, Sonic, the Sonic is perfectly fine, man. Don't worry about the Gen 1 with Sonic, or even your, your no. Gen 2 Sonic. It's fine. Austin Forster says, should I go air to SF my Z57 entry-level kit? So, I kind of like this question, but I would vote no. The whole point of the entry-level kit is to be use your factory air to, air to water and be affordable. Doing it air to air is something you can do, but it requires a lot of money. And at that point, you should have just got the yeah, complete yeah. turbo kit. I am so with Ryan on this one. If you're if you're talking about a Z57 and an LSJ, just go with our real turbo kit. Like, yeah. do the whole thing, the full the, swap. Yep. Yeah, the full thing. Like, there is no cheap part in that kit. Mm-hmm. By the time the, you piece the together, the entry level kit is an entry level kit. Yeah. Stop expecting 400 plus wheel horsepower out of an entry level kit. Yeah. Like, even though it can do it, like, why do it that way when you can just put the real turbo kit on and make 500 yeah. plus? If, if if you have it already, keep working with it. You know, make sure you have your your stealth heat exchanger, your option B, all your cooling mods. They work. They work well with E85. You can make around four, but that's where that stock LSJ manifold is going to start becoming yeah. a little restrictive. But now trying to do air to air and all that stuff. You can spend your money. You get cams instead and make more power. You know, instead. I of, think if you're, you know, if I think if honestly, you're sitting on a, a Z57 entry level kit and you're looking to invest some money in the car, put an F40 in it. Yes, <laughs> yes. F40 the world, and DI the world, but F40 the world. <laughs> um, one thing I do like about the Gen 2 Cruise is it. it and since... I'm speaking from F, an entry level kit who that loved to kill F35s. That's mainly why I yeah, say that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Um, one thing I love about the Gen 2 Cruise is that you can make, well, let's say, like 230 wheel with with an intercooler, larger turbo, colder intake, and exhaust, and, and flex fuel. And it's on the stock fuel system, like no upgrades. So the car drives perfect. There's no cams making weird, quirky things here or there. Like there's no intake manifold swaps making weird stuff. Like the car has minimal mods. So you're still getting well over 30 miles a gallon on the highway, but making over 100 wheel horsepower from stock. Yeah, which is amazing. That's amazing. My Sonic, like, my Sonic gets 22 miles a gallon right now. Like, 22 miles per gallon to make 330 wheel on a Gen 1 Sonic. Like, yes, it has 200 treadwear tires. Yes, it's on E85. Like, there's a lot of things kind of working against, like, still getting great gas mileage. But, you know... that Gen 2 is pretty hard to beat. Yeah. Especially making, for keeping that the VVT and all It's great. Yeah. I mean, well, it's... This Gen 2 Cruise episode. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that's hey, Craig. Hey, Craig. At least it's not a Z04 episode. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You said it. 
Craig, you said if I have every bull told my three point eight, what's my next step? Cam or intercooler? We're all gonna say at the same time, intercooler. Yes. One million percent intercooler. Every car on the planet has an every boosted car on the planet has an intercooler. Guess what car that's boosted does it? Three eight hundred. You can run more boost, be more reliable, get cooler IATs. There is no downside about it. Not to mention a much easier install. Much easier install. So, boys, girls, intercooler your thirty eight hundreds. On that note, I want to talk to you guys about something. And I think this will get, really get Tyler okay. to show. What I've seen a lot lately is people complaining about ZZP prices. Yes. Oh, geez. Yep. They're stupid. Have you guys ever looked at any other market ever on the absolute planet? Tim, we have a great example of this. Mm-hmm. So, guys, a few years ago, Tim bought a Mercedes E550. You know, not the AMG, just your E550, right? I don't remember the name of it, whatever name it was. Some numbers so, and letters. He put numbers and letters. And then he put you down here. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, but it was a, it was purposeful buy. It was a good. We love. We yeah, talk, I mean, we I, love I that had movie. a I had a E sixty three. You know, an SL sixty three, and then all the I, AMG cars. Yeah, and then um. I needed like a daily driver, a yes. comfortable daily driver. So I found this E550, which is a twin turbo V8 all-wheel drive. And, Fast uh, car. Out of the box. Quick. And uh, yeah, go ahead and put me on blast now. No, no, <laughs> no. Because I know what your question is. Yes. So oh, guys. So, how much was my tune? Yes. <laughs> so I've had people lately complain that our 3800 1.0 PCM was too expensive. Which is Jesus. $150. $150 to $250. Tim. How much was the retail price? Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How much was the retail price on the tune for your E550? Retail price was $2,500. Ah! Guys, boys. Ryan was buddies with Jake at Eurocharge. Yeah, I, I know the owner inter- of Eurocharge. He, he introduced me, and, like, he gave him enough of the story to where it's like, oh, Jake, like... Jake's like, oh, you're you're kind of like me, but like you know, another another place kind of thing. Yeah. And um, I've got the, I get the cash discount at Eurocharge, yep. which made my tune way less money. Yeah. But yeah, like that is the regular pr- like pricing for a tune is eight hundred bare minimum for like a cheap mod car, upwards of fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred dollars. I I think that's your big concern. So, guys, Tyler has a Subaru. He's getting into some of our yeah. platform vehicles, but he had it before he came here. So, Tyler, how much is, like, you do Cobb tuning a lot. How much is, like, parts and tuning com- and comparable to that? Basically, take any of ZZP parts, add an extra $500. That's your start. That's I'm talking, like, $700 for an intake. Yeah. Uh, downpipe by itself. Just the downpipe, I think, ran me close to nine. Catback <laughs> was another 1300 on top of that. Yeah, <laughs> almost food grade stainless. Yeah. Uh, my tune every single time I go to get retuned, seven hundred dollars every time. Not every a sixty dollar PCM update. Nope. Not a six dollar no PCM update that people that people <laughs> that we send you four revisions like, for. Yeah, they, they expect you to have this every. I did five billion mm-hmm. things. And then if you get nice guys like Tim, he's like, don't even worry about the yeah. update, mm-hmm. bro. Exactly. <laughs> and then like, and to give you guys an idea, I pay that price every time. The tuner, the company that I use, they're a big name. I'm not going to call them out or anything. They've used my car for their advertising photos. <laughs> and I still pay full price. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, guys, $700 every time you want to get the car tuned. Every time. Yeah. And this is a common kind of an entry-level car. Yeah. As far as most people. like. Well, say, how much is your 
because you have a they have a, a kit to mount the the top mount intercooler to the front. How yep. much does that kit cost? So to go from the factory intercooler, which is sitting on top, to go to the front mount, um, a reputable name brand minimum, you're looking like fourteen to sixteen hundred dollars. Our LHU and LNF full and our ATS, our ATS, it was a sub five. Thing. Our ATS, it went is like four ninety nine. <laughs> It's 449. 449. Easy Jesus. <laughs> Our full LNF intercooler is 780. Our LHU one is 800. And my intercooler is not any bigger than anything we sell here. Yeah. It's basically yeah. the same size, it's just different piping. And I still have to go get retuned in order to even use it. So, Man, you're, you're, I, so you got to spend eighteen hundred dollars, then get a seven. This is a twenty five hundred dollar intercooler. I have been sitting on my intercooler for a year and a half because I've been waiting to get retuned. Exact. See, wow, boys. Did you mention? At, did you mention this is Subaru? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, guys, intake manifolds. A bare minimum good intake manifold for a, a Supra. Let's say. It's $2,500. $2,500. Intakes, turbo kits, all this stuff. A turbo kit for a Mazda, like CX3 or whatever to call it. It is $7,000. And it absolutely blows my mind when I have anyone complain about anything ZZP prices. Brian and I were just baffled by, uh, you know, because we, we're around this a lot, but... Uh... Every once in a while, we'll just—I'll be scrolling through website. I'm like, "Wow, is that really only?" And it was our 257 full swap kit for an LNF. I was—I was quoting out a customer. He's like, "Hey, man, I want to get the full swap kit." I'm like, "That sounds like a great idea." Yep. He didn't have anything yet. He was kind of just jumping there. I'm like, "Oh, this is cool." Um, you know, instead of doing like all the other bolt-ons that he might replace later, he was just like, "Let's do it." And um, what, what's the price on it? It's three thirty nine or thirty three ninety nine. Less than that, thirty three hundred bucks for a year. Thirty three hundred bucks if you don't have any intercooling parts already. Like yeah, that's so that's yeah, this. This it, is like intake, turbo, intercooler, like everything you were going down to downpipe, all the lines, everything, exhaust manifold, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exhaust manifold, turbo itself. And, and what's the rough increase that you're gonna get from going from oh, stock to this? That's, I mean, the the kit that, double kit, the that kit with cams makes five hundred wheel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you get to double the horsepower for let for three grand or let like if you have the intercooling parts already, it's only like twenty three hundred dollars. So yeah. you, you just buy a car, you start with that, get the car tuned, you're already making more power than my Subaru was and I've spent more money than you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it is insane that I've I just I just see people I mean, complaining it, it just... about the prices. I'm like, you guys haven't been in the real world in the mod mm -hmm. game world yet. Yeah. Like Tim paid was gonna pay over two grand for a tune, yeah. two grand for a tune, and Tyler here has to pay seven dollars for each tune. We charge sixty dollars for time and effort and the knowledge of tuning. Because guys, this is skilled. Like tuning is skilled labor. Like it is. You can't just take your car tuning anywhere else to just like get it. Like oh, here's this is a random little thing you can get. No, like there's a reason customers go. Hey, I have this tune from XYZ. My car is effing up. Uh, can you guys fix it for me? Yeah. Sure. $150. And we're going to fix your car. Fix your car That's to it. make it drive better That's than it. it's ever driven before. Yep. So Good times. That is, so that, that was a little side tangent. So you guys, <laughs> the next time I hear anybody you email me saying, man, this is too expensive. I don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about it. Get your butt up. Save your pennies. Get the good ZZP 
Put your so, big boy pants on. Let's go fast. This is, this is also the same reason that anytime you guys email us like, oh, hey, I've got XY car. I want to make 400 horse. What's my build? First question we ask, what's your budget? What's your budget? We're going to get you the best list of, price, of parts that you can put on your car for the price point that you want. If you ever email me and say you have no budget, I will call you out literally an email for being a liar. Everyone's got a budget. Everyone has a budget. If you didn't have a budget, we'd be driving Ferrari F40s or whatever yep. the heck right now. Yep. We all got... you. When, I hate to say, oh, money's no object. Like, I'm going to be, oh, yeah. my God, this guy has no money up. No. No, I've got, be I've honest got a, with me. I've got a 98 Grand Prix GT, and I want to make 600 wheel horsepower, and I've got no budget. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right, guy. <laughs> all right, guy. <laughs> I got a two four cobalt. Yeah. What can I do? What can I do? Two two oh four base model. Let's get it, boys. Uh, Slinky. Um, t- tough call. Um, Ooh, it's a good question. The Gen question. one has more mods at the at the time at this time. Um, also, the next question would be: Are you an auto or a manual? Because the manuals still make significantly more more power. They have like half the parasitic loss that an auto car has. So, like a Gen One manual tranny Sonic is going to murder. I don't give a crap. Like a Gen One or a Gen Two, like auto cruise. Yeah, it's, it's going to mop the floor with it. So, it, you know, if you're an auto Gen One, like I think the Gen Man, I don't even know. Like, let's say you want to build an all-out car. Would you go Gen 1 or Gen 2? Gen 2. I'm for like, the auto. Well, it depends on what you want to do. Yeah, with that. as of right now, if you're going to race it at all, go Gen 1 just because it's yeah. figured out. There's suspension components. There's brake components. That's everything's the there. Way to break it if, you're looking, if you're looking to invest yeah. in a car and have something that you're going to mod for years to come and enjoy for years yeah. to come and drive to work every day, get the Gen 2. Yeah. If you're looking for a tinker toy that you want a full toy box of parts for, get the Gen 1. Yep. Yeah, because like between Tyler and I, like – we nearly have the Gen 1 Sonic figured out. If you want to build an autocross road course machine, yeah. like you just reach out to me and be like, I want to autocross road course this thing, and I just have a list of, of parts. Yep. And like that list of parts isn't even off the shelf parts. Like, you know, you want different spring rates for like a for a race car than you would a street car. Um, so yeah, if you want a car that we already figured out. Then get stick with yep. your Gen One. Yeah. But if you want a car that like you're willing to mod over time and wait for us to do stuff, because I don't know of anybody that's planning on like road coursing either of our Gen Two cruises. No. Yeah, probably not. So I don't foresee us having a like a killer suspension package for that car for a couple years. We do have some coilovers on Steve's car. Yes, yeah. we we we, but, we do have like, Gen Two coilovers right now. Please buy them. But like, we've like definitely you, tailored them you, for street use. You, me, Tyler, the main road coursers here, and Noah, we, we're a Gen Two cruise is not in our near future. No. So like, we're not gonna we're not figure, gonna figure out the sway bars yeah, the sway bar and, yeah. and the yeah. like spring rates and everything. This stuff is gonna take some time. It's gonna take yeah. some time. The probably a couple years. Gen really Two coilovers right now are just fit for good street car. Good street car, yeah. all on your kids and stuff. Few crowd, I want to knock out Yeah, super Chris. I see Daryl Anthony. Is there a big difference from 91 and 93 to an octane in LNF? I'm going to answer that one. <clears throat> yes, there is actually. So it's a good, decent difference. Percentage wise, Matt Meekos in the chat, he can probably chime in with a percentage gain, maybe 
three to five percent. That's a maybe. complex question, though. Yes, yeah. it, is, it is kind of a complex um, one. Here's the thing: it'd it's, be silly to run ninety-one if ninety-three is available. You correct. always want to run the highest. Well, also, on, on top of that, too. You always got to go to your common denominator. If you have a 93 tune, you don't want to put 91 in it. But if you have a 91 tune, you can't put 93 in the car and be safe you, to just run there. You tune. won't instantly gain any sort of power. If, you have, if you're tuned for 91 and you put 93 in, you're yeah. not going to gain anything. It's just better for the engine. Yeah, better knock resistance. So, okay, but, now Kim, go ahead. here's where I'm going to mess it all up is that it really is all about the fuel quality. Correct. I have yes, customers yes. with 91 octane cars that outperform some customers with 93. Yes. It, but like, here's the thing: is you may not have control over this. Like, you most what, I, what I what I tell people is, I was like, okay, your car has a bunch of knock. Like, I've tuned your car to the max level for your fuel quality and and mod list. And then I'm like, look at look at KR in the scam, and then try different stations. And yeah. just see if like one station is just way better than the rest because the fuel suppliers don't supply all gas stations. No, they don't. Every no. station has a uh, additive blend that they like to run. So it, so you have multiple p- places that manufacture gasoline, and then each station has their own blends, and then like that's a lot of that's a lot of mess. Yeah, yeah. so a lot of variants. Uses their own amount of detergent. Yes, yeah. detergents and all that stuff, like they're all different. So you just got to watch your scan. Get a scan gauge if you don't have HP tuners and you don't want to stare at a, your I'll, laptop. I'm going to drop a little rant on this. Here we um, go. My girlfriend, my lovely girlfriend, Sarah, she's forced to run premium fuel in all of her cars. <laughs> but Sorry, she, Sarah. she shops you know a ton at that. D&W because it's right down the road from her she work. She loves driving those sports cars. She though. does. She she shops at D&W a ton because it's right down the road from her work. Well, she gets five cents a gallon off at <coughs> D&W. So she is always filling up at D&W. And I'm like, oh, babe, I wish you wouldn't do that. There's <laughs> nobody at D&W that's getting 93. That 93 has been in that barrel for five years. <laughs> oh, baby. Yep. Oh, and, baby. Uh, that stuff's is like, varnished by now, go, boys. Please go up the road to that mire right off the highway. I guarantee you it's better fuel. Actually, they're top tier, I think. You know, yeah, right. yeah, they're closer. So it's... um. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess that's all I got. Is yeah, just, I feel I mean, just, yeah. just like, go, get the best possible feel you Don't save the five cents. Don't do, go there because it's closer. <laughs> if you have a feeling that is better fuel, go there and get that I good mean, fuel. Hell yeah, there I, I there saw is a, post, a difference. I saw a post from a local guy that was just one of those like, "Hey, remember, check your E85." He ran a test on oh, local, God, a local yeah. E85 pump. Supposed to be E85. It came out to 10% There ethanol. is no oh. E85 around oh, around that anywhere. So That's bad. the, same, the yeah. same as any other one. You go to four different E85 so, stations, you get all different percentages. Guaranteed. I've struggled guaranteed. with this thing since the dino day um, when I brought my Grand Prix here in 2019 or 2018. I live two miles away from Michigan's largest ethanol plant. And if you go out to the ethanol plant, they got a single pump out there with the widest variety of E85 you could ever ask for. And I always go out there and I fill up with E85. Well, since the dyno day that day, Tim's like, dude, this car has shit fuel in it. And I'm like, it can't be. I got it from the ethanol plant. And then since I've been here, 
every time I fill up at that ethanol plant, it's terrible. <laughs> I'm like, I don't yeah. understand. You're making it, you right make it right there. I can Stop. see you making it. But I'm wondering if they're like, they have bad batches that they just throw that's there. They the bait. That's we, we can't sell this elsewhere. Yes, dude. Uh, I think yeah. that's what it is. So, like, you got to feel that stuff out. Know your car, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, I, even though it's convenient, even though it's 10 cents cheaper, even though it should be the best, I don't go there. You know, I go up the road or get it here in Grand Rapids or get it at Meyer or something. Low key. Meyer fuel is it's kind of, pretty it's dang kind of good. Consistent. Like I go to a bunch of them and use you. I have if, if you're in Boca. Michigan, Meyer isn't gonna treat you bad from my experience. No. Correct. Same. Meyer shell. That's why I try to stick. Shell's with good. Yeah, shell, I'm, good. I'm calling out. Don't go to Costco. Yeah, I'll do it. Costco oh, yeah. fuel is bad. Yep. My uh, we, right, we, we, we have a, bad. yeah, we have a joke around well, here yeah, about Costco. Costco. That's kind of where I was going with the DNW thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, um. I did, the local Sunoco in my town just got brand new tanks and brand new pumps, and I've been I've been Ooh, I've been dying. living you, you, you've I've been, been living at you've been looking Sunoco, at it. You know? <laughs> but uh, hey guys, I want to look at uh, XC5. You know Ryan D is very opinionated, and we love it. XC5 says I think Gen One Cruise appearance mods look better than Gen Two. Nothing you can do to a Gen One makes it look better than a stock Gen Two. I'm with you there. I hate. Sorry, Cruise guys. Your the Cruise the Gen One Cruise. Is a not a good looking car. Some reason I, I said it. Well, I think, I'm sorry. I think the difference there is the Gen One's been out longer, so you have a couple options for some of the like the eBay lips yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, but that no, it looks good. I, I, I me and Mike on <laughs> Tim. I know you don't. Tim, Tim don't like taking sides. Look at y'all. Look, y'all. Look at Tim's face right now. Mike clipped is real. Look at Tim's face. He don't want to say it. I'm here to say it. Gen One guys, I'm sorry. Like, I, I know I, I support, have a cobalt. I support all of these. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Tim didn't like Regals until I came along. That's either. right. <laughs> That's true. That's guys, true. guys, like, there's been like one or two Gen 1s I've seen, but 9.5% of them Gen 1s, they are. The headlights don't have a good shape. The cars don't have a good shape. The tail ends look bad. I, I do, you know. Um, the Gen the, 2. The Gen 1 Cruise is not my favorite body style, um, but I, I don't think it's terrible. It bugs me when I see a lot of the aftermarket parts for it because the car, the body lines have potential. They do have they potential. Do. I will they give do. you but that. But every freaking headlight I see is hideous. Hideous. Yeah. Like I, every part I see is hideous. It's like, will you make a nice lip? It's yeah. like the will you make a nice headlight? Yeah. <laughs> like, now, I will like, say, please, somebody make nice aftermarket appearance pot mods for there that. Car. Is there is of, one set of one or two, one or two out there for the cruise, out there for but a buys them because no. they're the pricey ones. Yeah, exactly. There's one or two good headlight options for the crews that make them look modern and pretty good. But then no one else does the extra stuff to make the whole package look yeah. good. And I want to fight the cruise owners. Guys, make your car look good. Uh, Slinky, uh, do Gen 2 cruises not have a manual? Uh, yes, they, they do. do. But they're good luck finding one. Yeah, they're, they're, they're hard to find. Like, good luck finding I one. I randomly they're, they're searched just not for them. out there. Yeah. Uh, Craig Werner, um, I'll tell you in like a week. I have some H and R lowering springs for my Regal, and they're just not on the car yet. They'll get on the car, and then I'm really crossing my fingers I don't ruin it by putting them on. Sebastian, we have not had a cruise one. I don't think we have one. By the way, guys, do not forget we always would do rate if you if you send an email to marketingaziesperformance.com. Very, very much so. Give us a number. Say I want to rank one, two, or three, and then um, put your car in there. We will take a look at. It. Well, we will bring a casual. We will bring that back. 
because uh, Higgins said, uh, "I can't find nice headlights." Tell, give him some details on these nice ones that you guys so, are talking about. There are nice ones. They are the most expensive ones. So I'm a very big headlight person. That if you're gonna have a headlight on the car, it needs to follow the body lines. Right now, there's a car here. I'm not gonna say any names about it, but it has these headlights that do these double swoops. Yeah. I'm like, that doesn't go with any no. line whatsoever, mm -hmm. or the sleekness of the car, or anything. There's one that has a line that flows all the way through. Bo's looking at them right now. That's one of them. And they're the, like the $300, $400 one. But then I see the one that's next to it that's more expensive. Like, they... It's a single It's a single projector. Spec D. That's, yeah, a, yep. a Spec D one. They are the one of the better ones. And it has a single swoop, and that's it. These that's are the it. ones that I like. Uh... Yeah, those are good. Like, if you, I wish you guys could see it, but they're from 1A Auto. Uh, they, have a, they have a dual one, and they have a little running light on them. Those are both good ones. If you make the other car with some nice quality wheels and lower the car on some ZCP coilovers, that is a good looking cruise. Honestly, you can't beat the uh, the black housing with the black corner. Black housing with black corner is good, though I hate stock cruise headlights. I was just going to say, I think you just said what I was going to say. Is a Gen 2 cruise with good wheel fitment? Woo! Just Woo! Looks good. Yeah, that's just, better. Just looks You're lowering on ZCP coilovers. You got our in production ZCP brake kit on a Gen 2 cruise. Mm -hmm. That is a good looking hot hatch. Yeah, Steve's Steve's Gen Two Cruise hatchback is pretty pretty good looking right and now. And it doesn't take much. It doesn't no, that car? No, it Steve has never bought a set of aftermarket wheels in his life. Nope. Steve has will put <laughs> stock will put nice tires on stock wheels. That's just what he believes in. I think Steve is a you know a, a freaking what's it called a, a heretic. <laughs> uh, he is crazy. He is a crazy person for that. But he likes stock wheels on, on his cars mm -hmm. with good tires. And his car looks pretty dang good. Looks Nate, like we did your car, I think. We already did your car. It's like a few episodes like, already. I don't know. I don't no, we did that car. I, I think we did that car. Nate, look at me a few episodes. We, we did some rate, rate, rate my rides on that already. Last 15 minutes of the pod. Yeah. We'll have to bring that back next week. Hagen, if you want good looking stuff, you can either email me or Tim. Tim will give his opinion. Our opinion, though, usually kind of similar. I'm a little more aggressive than Tim. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, but we'll... we'll, we'll, we'll We'll steer you right. I think Tim's headlight choice and ours might be pretty similar overall. Yeah. So yeah, let's uh, let, let let's 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 look at that. But so so guys, that that's just that's the thing. Like I I like the Gen Two. I think it's a great looking car. I think you can't get the manual in a premium. You yes. can only get it in like the that's baser correct. model, yeah. which really sucks. Yeah, like, the premiums are neat because you have a little more LCD <laughs> in your gauge cluster. Um, you get premium sound. Um, it's there's so pretty many hard more, to beat the premium. There's so many more creature comforts that like yep. it's the same year of Gen 2 Cruise in a premium versus my 2017 Subaru. It just feels nicer. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's I, funny. I yeah. hate, I hate how nice the car feels when I sit in it. Like it's just like, ah, oh, it kills you. Nice it car. kills you, like, doesn't it? The seating but, position is dialed, the wheel and everything. It's a comfortable car to be in. It's, it's like I know we all like our race cars and stuff, but there's something to say about like just yeah. a car that's just it's it's kind of like mm -hmm. it's you know I guess I'll compare it to my Regal. It's it's a really nice car to to have as a daily driver. I don't want to deal with quirks and bull crap. I just want this thing to get in and just drive nice. Yep. And then just throw all the basic boltons on it. And the one the one problem with the car, which is not really a problem, it's the best part of the car. Is that ours is really very highly modified, and it still drives like stock. Yeah, the, it's probably one of the nicest driving cars in our friggin' parking lot, and it's making a hundred over stock. Yeah. yeah, it's 
That, you could, that you could, you could platform it... has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. DI the world, I will say it forever. <laughs> forget push rods, forget all that old crap. DI the world, let's get it, boys. I'm talking about you, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nicholas, like we've already tried to get Mike. I think he's camera shy. He likes to be behind the camera. I kind of like the idea that they don't even know what you look like, dude. That's right. Yep. Mystery. <laughs> guys, let me tell you about Mike. Pay no attention guys. to the yeah. man behind the curtain. <laughs> I got guys, for you guys out there that want to know what Mike looks like, I'm going to tell you what Mike looks like. Mike is 6'7". <laughs> Mike is a very Latino person. It's and actually Mike, Mike Mikael. Has, yeah. Mike has a real long hair, like down to his mid length. 450 pounds. 450 pounds. I'm lying about everything. Y'all got to wait. All right. See all right. DC's TV. I don't even know how to say what? that properly. What is it? DC's TV? Okay. Yeah. That, that excites me. 2008. First off, thank you for buying a 2008. I had a 2007. And Bad. it was... Worst bad. Year. That ECM has some limitations in it that you can't get around, and it was terrible. It was so bad that I bought a 2008, and I had to transfer all my parts over to it. Yep. Um, all right. Number one is Intercore. Uh, inter- well, I don't. I, if you're saving a mod at a time, I don't think it really matters what order. But like, I like to do Intercore like almost first because it's going to gain you power, make the car safer, and. Um, yeah, really. Damn. It's Hold, on. It's, Hold on. You're, you're Hold gonna on. get it out of the way. It's not gonna be a limitation as soon as you do. Yeah, some correct. Other stuff. Now, Tim, your next, the next thing you say, uh, there's a very specific answer for it, and it's there, there's only one right answer. There is. Like it's gonna go over your head because like you're so used small. to this. You're yeah. ready to go to the next thing. Yeah, you're, you're ready to go. You're ready to go too far. But then there, there. I said in my <laughs> LNF top five videos, you know, I will fight you on LNF stuff. Tune. Not no, quite. Almost. Almost. It's it's right along there. You get it with the tune. <laughs> Come on, Tim. Stage one sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, baby. It's like, big turbo. <laughs> no, no. Actually, I don't say big turbo. Like, nah, don't yeah, don't no. jump right to the big turbo. Um, my my 2008 Sky had, um, we developed our cold air intake on it. Mm-hmm. We developed our intercooler kit on it. Um, exhaust package. We already had we already had a downpipe for it. But the downpipe is different on the exhaust package. But then, yeah, yeah that is true. Yeah. And then we and then they developed uh, a full turbo like turbo back exhaust for it. So those three mods, great mods. And then obviously you need this. You need the stage one sensors because as soon as you bump the boost, you pop the stock ones, yeah. and nobody wants to deal with that. So just get stage one sensors in a tune. That's um, first mods. Those are the first. I'd even say for those are the first mods. Even yes. over the intercooler, but the intercooler should be right yeah. behind it yep. because you're because the stock intercoolers on all LNS, no matter the platform, plastic in tanks, they break, they suck. Yep. Get an intercooler package. And then um and then next, like E85, if you have it, if you don't, no big deal. Um, you know, you, you just won't make quite as much power, but uh you won't run out of fuel system as quick. Yep. And then spark plugs. That's like a number one GM thing. Forty one one oh eight. Don't be surprised if you have to put uh, valve springs in it. We're finding out all these stock turbo cars have ridiculously high exhaust pressures pre-turbine wheel. And that, you know, if, if you've got a two times back pressure ratio, so let's say you're making 20 pounds of boost, that means you have 40 PSI of exhaust pressure in your turbine manifold. And your valve, or your valve springs are what? Um, stocks, stocks are 40 30, something pounds, 39 to 42. Yeah. Yeah. So like, <laughs> think about that. You're trying to open your exhaust valve into, let's say 40 PSI of pressure when your valve spring is only Half. 40 PSI pressure. Guys. Hmm. So I want, I'm Tim, I'm going to segue that. I think 
all of us here at this table can what is the people think about consumables or maintenance mods or wear and tear items people do there yes. there are two I like parts, where you're going with this there are yep. two parts that people do not think are wear and tear items your freaking valve springs. your valve springs and yep. your turbo yeah. Your valve springs yeah. and your turbo are both wear and tear items. Yep. Valve springs lose seat pressure yep. over the years. We have a local guy that has a Z06. Especially at the RPM Especially at force on RPM stuff. We have a local guy with a Z06 that replaces them every year. That is actually recommended yeah. by pretty much every old school V8. Yeah. Like yeah. company out there, bare minimum Changing. check them. You know, but yeah. yeah. If you you probably don't have the means to check them, so yeah. I mean, we. I mean, yeah. Yeah, um, guys. My my 2008 Sky full bolt on plus cams and valve springs on the stock turbo made 360 wheel on E85. Mm-hmm. Like so, the stock turbo, like yeah, it did some stuck a grinder wheel in there and kind of you know opened up the exhaust housing a little bit, but like it was the stock turbo. Um, and, and I literally spent like five minutes on it. So it's not like it was something crazy. At that but, point, yeah. you need seat time to be used to driving your car at that level. That too. Yep. That's also very much true and as well. For Hagen, sure. while you mentioned this and we're already on this tangent, um, the valves are kind of fine. Yeah, valves like, fine. Let's say you bought, let's say you bought your car from some kid that did top speed runs every day on his way to school or <laughs> fucking or, oops, college or something like that. Like, you might want to replace the exhaust valves at least because there's a lot of heat there, you know, yeah. heat and metal obviously, you know, messes with the metal compounds yep. and whatnot. You can just have so, them lapped in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if I'd do that. If you buy it from somebody that has beat the living heck out of it its, it's entire life, on LNF, I would just replace the exhaust valves. On LNF, we sell new ex- heads for 200 to $250. Yeah. Just get a new head on the car. Get a new head, yeah. get new head studs on the car. And also that yep. that cleans up valve, you know, valve coking and stuff like that, which does happen. Get a fifth injector, FYI, guys. But yeah, overall though, like people do not people think they put valves in the car once. Oh, I never have to place them again. Over time, they yep. will lose seat pressure. So you are yep. losing keeping power on the table. Same with your turbo, guys. A turbo once you buy one, you should expect to replace it three, four years. Every three to four years. All right, let, what what do you think is the average lifespan of a stock turbo? Oh, going to spend on a Sonic. The day. Let, let, let's say a stock turbo can last one hundred and fifty thousand miles. Yeah, yeah. That is, I don't know the RPMs, but that car makes like I don't know, like what ten psi yeah. stock. This is on a very conservative factory 14. tune. Yeah, Peaks this, at you're not turning it up. You're not adding more boost. Yeah, you're talking about a part that is supposed to last the lifetime of the car, which manufacturers really only design a car to last 120,000 miles. Yeah. As soon as you start turning that boost pressure up, you're literally reducing the lifespan of that turbo. Yeah. So it's making, you know, it's a torque-based DCM. So obviously your weather has a huge effect on the boost number that your individual car makes. So let's say you have a 1.4 and it makes between 10 and 14 PSI a boost. Um, when you turn that up to 17, 18 pounds and dummies like BNR turn them to like 25 pounds yeah. because they're freaking stupid, um, that <laughs> I love it. exponentially wears the turbo out. You're taking Huge. a turbo that's spinning to maybe 100,000 RPM and you're spinning that thing to 150, 150 160, yeah. 180 
thousand RPM. Yeah. That exponentially where's the turbo? Oh guys. Oh, oh, oh man. Snap. Dad's here. Boys. Boys and girls. I'll, I'll tap out, mister. We guys, we got a special guest for the last five special minutes. Guest, owner of ZZP. Big Daddy Zoom in the house, boys and girls. Dad, what did you come up here to, to yell at us about? Oh, did you guys cover the, the whole uh, how much horsepower do heads make? No. So we have been we have been waiting for someone to mention these aluminum thirty eight hundred heads right here. So you, all right, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Zim. So I, you know we only got a couple of minutes, but I want to let people know something. You know all the K and N air boxes have horsepower uh, dyno charts on them because of course they dyno all their stuff. That's literally Photoshop, guys. I, I, I'm not even talking shit. That's literally a Photoshop. On every airbox they do, they got a guy who photoshops the horsepower numbers on all their airboxes. But there are mods where you can discuss horsepower because there's a lot of assumed things. If you're talking about an airbox, it's assumed that the vehicle is probably stock. And so you can give a horsepower number on what an airbox might do. If you're talking about a tune, you can give a horsepower number because it's presumed that the car is going to run probably premium fuel and that the vehicle is probably stock. When you're talking about more advanced mods like a head and someone's like, hey, how much horsepower is this head going to give me? That's a more nuanced answer. It depends because nobody bolts a pair of $3,000 aluminum heads onto a stock vehicle. And if you did, the horsepower gains would be minimal. Just like if you ported the heads on a stock vehicle, the gains are minimal. It's one of those things where you're removing a restriction allowing more horsepower to be made in the higher RPMs. If you don't have a cam that's lifting the valve open to the uh, height where the head is actually flowing, how is the higher flow going to help you? If your stock cam is lifting your valve 400 thou and the heads are made to produce more flow at 500 thou, the heads aren't, they're not going to work well. You got to match all of your parts. But most people buying heads, they have cam, they have tune, they have turbo, they have all these other things. So you're going to see the numbers there. Also, you're buying heads to shed an enormous amount of weight off your car. In this case, uh, what was it, 30 pounds? For yeah, 30, 31. Yeah, 31 pounds. Um, and your your engine's going to run cooler. Tell and tell them what that is. Exactly. What this, what this part is? Yeah. This is uh, ZZ Performance designed um aluminum head yep. uh from scratch so we don't have i thought we had an iron one up here we don't but that the head is completely different like every every aspect of the head is different the deck surface is different the deck thickness is different the, the combustion chambers are different so this raises your compression half notice point. he picked that up with one hand yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can't do that on gases you're, guys you're much you thicker that. through this so the head doesn't lift and you don't blow out the gaskets when you're running high boost um but Unfortunately, we don't and probably won't make this part anymore, but I did want to address that horsepower thing because people people get their panties in a bunch talking, well, well, how much is this and how much that? And, you know, we got to be really careful because so many things in um, our market depend <coughs> on nuanced answers. Like if, if your car doesn't have the room to increase timing or boost because you live in a state that's selling crappy 91 there isn't a lot of gains that you're going to get, uh, say, from a tune, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But if you've got a flex fuel car and you're running around at all stock parameters and you throw E85 and a tune on there, you might gain 60 horsepower uh, just from the tune because you can you can turn it up. The car has room for it. 
but it's very difficult to give simple answers to people who who want a simple answer on a very sometimes complicated question. Uh, but we do our best. We do our best. And uh, work work with a tuner. Ask for ask ask questions. Submit your mods. Um, answer all of the questions that the tuner honest, is asking. Too. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, be honest. And then, you know, we, we are pretty good at knowing. I mean, we do like hundreds of tunes, hundreds and hundreds of tunes. Uh, so we do know what states are better and what states are worse. Uh, for the good or for the bad, we live in a state that has pretty good gas. Mm -hmm. So when we're tuning our vehicles and, and you're coming in, a lot of times everything is fantastic. You leave the state. Yeah. And Bad we've had this haunt us a few times. Yeah, a few times. Most of, most of our guys that are asking to drop it off. Full yeah, in in just in case somebody's listening that this might apply to. Um, what I generally do, and what Bo obviously does with him being install vehicle manager, is if a customer's bringing their car here, we're like, hey, fill it with fuel and then send it to us if it's being shipped, let's say. If it's not being shipped, you're driving it here, then what we do is we generally ask you to bring like five gallons of your local fuel and then show up on fumes. Yeah. Do the math, show up on fumes, we'll dump that five, 10 gallons of your fuel in the tank and then we'll tune it on your fuel. Yeah. Yep. ETSB guys are really good about that. Yeah. yeah. So, and then uh, and along with so, what Zuma's saying there, like making more horsepower is all about finding the next bottleneck. If the heads, are not the bottleneck, then don't expect to see gains from them. Like, yeah, and, yeah. and that's, you know, basically adding on to him saying, how much are these aluminum heads going to give me on my stock Grand Prix GTP? Nothing. Nothing. Because yeah. there's quite a few bottlenecks well, in front of the head. Little. Yeah. Yeah, but minimal. On a fully like, modded M90 car, I would dare to say 75 yeah. horsepower. Yeah. So, so you're talking about a fully modified vehicle. What is, yeah, on, right. on a stock vehicle, it's, it is a little bit minimal. I mean... Um, maybe if you if it was Bowen stock DTB because you still have a three eight pulley, so you could go with the increased compression to yeah. do a little bit. Yeah. That's that's true. I forgot about that part. Yeah, our aluminum heads bump the compression, so that's that's significant. I want Zoom to answer a quick question from a customer. So Gordon Brock has said thinner head gaskets to generate thinner or thicker head gaskets to generate more compression. Is that still a thing? It used to be an old school power mod. Now we now you tested this a lot in the three eight hundred days. Well, let's talk about oh, that yeah. for a second. It, it depends on the platform, but in yeah. a 3800, um, you are generally, on every build, better off uh, with the thinner gasket. Um, that's, just, that's just what I found. But obviously, there's a limit because you've got to have, what, about 30 thou um, from the piston to the head. Otherwise, you're going to start smacking the head. But when I did it, I gained power. So it's, it's 62 thou is a stock 3800. And when I went to 52... I gained power. When I went to 45, I started smacking the head. So um, that's 45 thou thick on the head gas. That's a problem. So then we went to 51, but I think the 51 was a three layer and the 52 was a four layer, maybe. And, yep. and, and you know, 1,000 enough of a difference. I'd rather have the extra layer um, to prevent blowout. So, you know, yeah, thin, thin gaskets are good. And the car's lighter because the gasket weighs like a few grams less. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, we have a saying around here, boys, guys. 
ounces make pounds. <laughs> How many ounces and grams you take off? That's just that my life. You, that, you, that's uh, that's old school uh, ZZP website stuff. Like every product we sold, it had like a rule that it had to be lighter than the OEM part. Yeah. yeah. So every product back in the day that we sold had like a, a weight on the yeah, like the last I mean, you're, you're talking the last guy. bottom part of the page. I love that. I, I would weigh different brands of hoses to find the lighter hose to run on my yeah. car. Really? Yeah. yeah. So when you looked at my car, you didn't see the weight savings because if you do this through, can I run a shorter bolt? Can I run two instead of three? You know, can I run a thinner head gasket? Because yes, it does weigh an ounce less, right? Wow. And you do wow. this and it just adds up. And people are like, oh, you know, he did this, he did that. And I'm like, take a look. Tell me where it is. You don't see a thing. What about see a the thing. aluminum pipe set of hose? Yeah, that's me too. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, and, see. and it radiates off heat. So that's a, that's a really good mod. It just, it just doesn't look as good as a silicone. But I did that. Yeah, you guys took it off. You guys demodded my car. You can deal that. You can deal that. So, so, like, so we get the car back together. The car. It's like you know, you send your kid away to camp. And they feed your kid a bunch of fucking snacks. <laughs> like 20 pounds heavier. And you're like, what did you do to my child? Uh, <laughs> my grand three. No, Zoom, it's so much nicer now. Yeah, because you've been eating Oreos for two weeks. Hey, we're hey, healthy. Hey, double stuff to mega stuff. Don't come at me. Oreos for the days, boys. But guys, but see, but that's, that is what sets a lot of stuff apart. People don't think about that. If you lighten something up 50 times by... Two or three ounces here and there. That's pounds. Yeah. At that and, point. And when you're in a platform like the Grand Prix, which is which is it's horsepower limited because you will break things. The transmission will break in that car when you get to a certain point. Yeah. You can go further horsepower. Like if a car is gonna break at 398 horsepower and you lighten that car, you can go to 402 horsepower yeah. with, with a lighter car. That's the way it goes. So it all compounds and then you just end up with a better performance. You're gonna 60 better because you've got less inertia holding the mass there as you're gonna take off. It, it, people people don't like chasing ounces, but I mean, honestly, that was a, that was a huge part of the build until we did that, um, we did a custom set of these heads with all titanium stuff, um, valves, and we didn't really know what we were doing um, in terms of putting together the head. We only did it once. The motor lasted, or the heads lasted 100 miles. Um, we took it apart before it disintegrated, but it only made 100 miles. And that motor made, I think, 472 to the tires Ooh. on the M90. Ooh. Nothing has ever come close to that. But it was, you know, it was a 100-mile motor. I mean, if you were just trailering it and drag racing it. It'd be fun. Yeah, sure. You know. Yeah, 3800s are always battling not having enough valve spring. You, there's just not room. There's not room for the uh, adequate amount of valve spring. So lightening the valves is, you know, another way to be able to run less valve spring. Horsepower or weight equals horsepower. My Grand Prix, I got so wild with the rear of the car. Like I was, I basically tried to keep this ratio. So when I lightened my Grand Prix back in the day, I started in the very back of the car. And I'm like, I need to remove every single ounce I can out of the back of this car. And I worked my way forward. It was so bad that I brought my car to a shop. And th this shop racks cars every day. They racked the car, lifted the car up, and when they let off on the button of the lift, it started teetering on the back. And they were actually mad at me because I lightened the back of the car so much That's that awesome. they had to like re-rack the car for safety. 
But like, if you're a front wheel drive car, man, like it's all about like where is your weight? Yeah. Yeah. Like if but, you're front wheel drive, it like it depends if you're drag racing or if you want handling. Yeah. That's one of the nice things about yes. the heads is the weight's up high. It's a yep. lot of weight, and uh, your car handles better when you pull 30 pounds out of the that section of the engine. For sure. For sure. Slinky Pillow, what's most horsepower we made out of a Sonic? We made 600 wheel out of our drag Sonic. Yeah. Check, check, check out the video on it. We There's vid- numerous videos of us talking about that. You can see the build, too. I think, yeah, I think the highest horsepower daily Sonic is mine at 331. Yeah, 331. That's yes. like... Street, street pump fuel. All I drive the car parts. every day. All off the show like, parts. We have a video about that as well. Yeah. Tim's mean green machine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And at this point, that's about as far as you want to go if you want a daily driving car. Yeah. 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 The Not Jack. Sonic is a monster. Yeah, Sonic yeah. is absolutely a monster. Not and then uh, Randy's car, when his goes back together, should make more power than mine. Yeah. We're, it's basically a very... We took all the lessons from my build and we're immediately doing them to his car and then we're putting a bigger turbo on it. So we'll see how that bigger turbo works out and see if it maybe becomes a production unit. But uh, yeah. We, Who's going to test that rocker guard on the Sonics? I mean, my car kicks rockers every time I rev it past 7,500. So <laughs> so, so guys, so we're, we're, it's, about, it's, it's, it's about time for us to kind of wrap it up. Yep, Zoom. Wrap it up. Is there anything you want to kind of lead us off with? Some good knowledge? Anything else you want to kind of say? That was it. I just want to jump in and, and tell people about that horsepower thing. You know, Slinky, yes. All right. Well, so we, we usually end off by talking about our weekends. Dad, what are you going to be doing this weekend? I have no plans this weekend. Ooh, oh, my nice. goodness. Relaxing. Relaxing is well, good. It means I'll be working. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Dan's, uh, Zoom's no plans, boys. It's working to make ZZP I, I, and everything better. Yesterday, I was yesterday morning before work. I was working on the solar business, and I tried a new wiring battery setup. And today, the battery blew up. So, uh, luckily, it didn't burn the house down. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, guys, <laughs> catastrophic failure there. Um, We're getting spicy. Yeah, but that's a different business than ZZP. Guys, you don't understand. This is kind of stuff we hear every day. This yeah. is great. Like, here we're trying this uh, blue engine out of the car, but yeah, guess what? We're still going forward. We're making better yeah. parts. That's it. Yep. That's just what we do. Try the next one. Try the next one. If you don't fail, you didn't try hard enough. Yeah. Guys, right. words right. of wisdom from Zoom himself. Y'all hear that? If you don't fail, you didn't try hard enough. Peace, man. What you got going on this weekend? Man, we got some nice warm weather. I'm going to be out in the garage trying to get my car back together. Okay. Uh, it's nice. been torn apart for about a month now. Okay. So that's my plans okay. for the weekend. Before, I want to one quick question for Zoom because I know I saw someone in the chat ask about it earlier. New platforms with ZZ Performance. We've heard C, we've had customers ask about CT4, CT5, and what is next? Uh, well, we we have not decided anything moving forward. We're a wait and see company. It doesn't work well to try and blaze the path. This is true. Um, people Agreed. don't mod until the car's out of warranty. So we will not look at a platform most likely until it has been out for at least three years. So people can just know that. But we are working backwards. Uh, we're gonna we we develop developed a new strategy. Sorry for the Biden there. Developed a new strategy for the slingshot, and so we're gonna we're gonna work on that. I think Matt is just about done wrapping up another prototype turbo yep. uh, for that. Mm-hmm. We're working on the Volt ELR, um, and I think we're about to or did purchase another Volt maybe that we're gonna be yep. messing with. That's an old, you know, backwards, but uh, some brakes and suspension primarily. Yeah, and then um, we're waiting on uh, the all-wheel drive dyno. 
to get back together to test the LTG fix. So the LTG should be <coughs> a four to five million dollar market by my calculations. And it's like what, one, yeah. Yeah. you know, one, one and a quarter or something like that. I mean, just terrible, right? And um, that's our fault. We haven't fixed the motor. It's been 10 years. I assumed we were doing it a long time ago, but I've jumped in it now. I got my own hands on it. We will get it fixed. My apologies to the audience. We, we shit the bed on that. Um, but we'll get it fixed. We'll come out. And we're going to have some really special things for the people that have been patient and waited, as well as the people that have already invested in that platform. Um, we'll, we'll get that right. And we'll turn that market into a beast. It'll be good. So those are the three, really, that we're sort of backwards working on. And it'll be another year, probably, before we pick a forward oh for sure yeah. uh platform we we yeah. we still try to refine all the old ones and we, say, and, we, and we don't like to forget about the old mod market 300 guys one of our still our largest like we're, markets we're still engineering new parts for old cars i just patented you know? i just signed uh with a patent today on a 3800 part so uh which the audience doesn't know about yet but we're uh yeah, we'll learn yeah, we're still developing for our very first market. We we wow, love supporting the old markets because we don't we don't like the idea of just chasing the latest greatest. Like we no. love people that love the platform mm -hmm. that they are invested in, and we want to keep those platforms alive. That's why this aluminum head is on the table. That's why I signed that patent on another product. That's why we have other thirty hundred products in development, Ecotech products in development. Um, just getting started on one four and LTG. Like oh, we're yeah. we're gonna be here for a long, long, long time, and you'll have thousands of parts um, for your platforms. It's gonna be great, Mister Big. What are you doing this weekend, sir? Uh, this weekend is like recouping from our Last big weekend. ZZP vacation yep. that we didn't talk about at all. Yeah, Are you talk about our trip we, uh, to Dominican. No, no we no, didn't we get didn't. to it. We didn't. We, we, yeah. we didn't want to brag to these guys. You know, we had a good time. Bokov. Yeah, what are you doing this weekend? Speak up. Putting in, put in a new washer and dryer for the girl. Oh, yeah, baby. Also for yourself. Also for yourself. Huge saves? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, this weekend, back to playing d d It's going to be great, but I'm doing stuff for Valentine's with my girlfriend tonight, and uh, got to clean the house up a little bit. Just get ready for the next week, because we're still recouping, and we're always trying to work and make things better and more efficient, so... Guys, thank you so much. Hybrid YD, people that love cars. Yes. There he is, boys. Guys, thank you for joining us. I'm so happy that you're here. We appreciate your support. Without you, we can't do this. Thank you once again. And, guys, we'll see you next week.